Does your soul call for a life overseas? Is your mind curious about traveling abroad for professional or life-changing experiences? Or you just have a tingling sensation of experiencing the unknown? Hello world, this is Joshua Best, your host of Why We Travel, the podcast where we take a deep dive into exactly that, the motivations behind why we travel and the stories behind it. Today, you're listening to season one, episode one, called Why We Travel, The Hero's Journey, which is an introduction of my personal story, what the podcast is about, and what inspired me to launch this project. All right, so the year is 1987 in Flatbush, Brooklyn, an ethnic conclave for Caribbean migrants where my two Panamanian parents met and gave birth to me. They would eventually journey down south through Highway I-95 and settle in Columbia, Maryland, a planned community developed by the visionary James Rouse with the intention of eliminating racial, religious, and class segregation. So being someone with my background growing up in Columbia, this would set the stage for my cultural curiosity to the world. And while being from Howard County, affectionately known as HOCO, it would nurture my cultural curiosity. It was certainly part of my nature as well. So I'm a second generation American with West Indian heritage, born of Latino parents, but fully fluent in neither Spanish nor Patois. For my faith, I was raised practicing Judaism as a Hebrew Israelite. And while distinct from the Jewish status quo, we also practice our religion in a manner that was also separate from the local Israelite community. Despite that already complex identity, it gets deeper. So America's racial construct simplifies me to be seen as African-American, even though my culture is very different from African-Americans. The end result of this equation is me being able to easily identify with a multitude of social groups, including Black, Israelite, Jewish, West Indian, Latino, Caribbean, and all the while having predominantly white Christian peers. And while never being able to feel a complete sense of belonging due to missing one key characteristic, I still carried many keys that served as the password to their cultural speakeasy. My circumstances have taught me how to navigate the waters of a diverse society and propelled me to learn more about other groups. Furthermore, cross-cultural communication became more than a skill for me. It became a survival tool. And what better way to explore other cultures than to travel? For me, college and getting more in touch with my own cultural groups became the first step. Again, growing up in a predominantly white society, this fueled my desire to go to an HBCU, which for those who don't know, is a historically black college university. These are typically Southern schools founded in America when segregation was still an explicit policy. Also taking advantage of the opportunity to seek warmer climates, I did my own journey down south to Florida and spent two years of undergrad at Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University, Florida A&M for short, and most affectionately called FAMU. Being immersed in black culture was cathartic for me, from the lively band known as the Marching 100, to being introduced to black fraternities and sororities, and being surrounded with people who looked and identified with the same as myself. It made America feel more like home than it already did. But I didn't stop there. In 2007, I studied abroad in Panama via Florida State University's campus in Panama City. That experience was quite unique. Not only living the life of an international student, but experiencing the country both as a tourist and as a descendant. Seemingly minor things such as seeing a street vendor pouring canned milk over shaved ice will recall very familiar memories vicariously acquired through my parents sharing their childhood memories with me as I would grow up as a kid. Fast forward to post-graduation and becoming a young professional, I knew I wanted an international career that would afford me the opportunity to not only see the world, 
but engage with professionals from other countries. I'd eventually become a global recruiter at an international development consulting firm, an assistant director for a university program where students worked abroad for a semester, various roles at a startup shepherding a community of digital nomads to a new country every month, and also working at an HR tech firm where I helped incorporate local entities in Asia and handled corporate immigration cases for their clients. All of this seemed semi-random, but I knew there was a common thread, and that's how I became a certified global mobility specialist. Throughout those experiences, I was able to have a real-world application of my undergraduate and graduate degrees. It is one thing to learn about Indonesia in a textbook, another thing to go to Bali for a holiday, and a truly transformative experience to be in Jakarta and learning to be more social as a part of your job in order to get the job done. Or making job offers and learning how the woman in the household would need to sign off on her husband's offer because they were the ones that handled all the expenses, like the in-house CFO. It was also quite an experience to be an expat living in Australia for nearly two years and oftentimes having stronger cultural faux pas there than I ever did living in Morocco. Likewise, my favorite class in grad school was called Immigration and Labor, and that's when I realized I was a real geek for this stuff. There we learned about the push and pull theory for human migration. Push factors encouraged people to leave their home country to settle elsewhere, while pull factors then attracted migrants to new host countries. So think of a Venezuelan refugee who is pushed to leave due to an economic instability and political turmoil, and then Panama becoming an attractive destination due to it being a nearby Latino country, speaking their language, and have a relatively strong economy. Or perhaps the American digital nomad who left America from being saddled with insurmountable student debt, and then settling in Chiang Mai, Thailand, given its low cost of living and an easily accessible digital nomad community there. By going abroad, countless people evoke the power of freedom and manifestation to change their environment into one that better serves their purpose, wellness, and self-actualization. As you may be able to tell, my philosophy is that travel is inextricably linked to personal development, and thus what I would describe as an integral quest in one's own hero journey, where you cross the threshold in an unknown world as a beginning of transformation. The hero's journey, if you don't know, it's a literary framework that, when applied to one's own life, puts you at the center as a protagonist in your own movie or main character in your own game. Each trip to a new destination allowed me to exponentially level up to be a better person. According to mythology expert Joseph Campbell, we all have our own hero's journey. As he states, the images of myth are reflections of spiritual and depth potentialities of every one of us. Through contemplating those, we evoke those powers in our own lives to operate through ourselves. Consequently, I not only imagine, but have found communities of people like me across the world where travel is inextricably linked to their hero's journey as well, making it a deeply enriching exercise. Unfortunately, though, travel and tourism is often portrayed as superficial retreats where people boast on Instagram or are Westerners mindlessly colonizing trendy destinations. And while that does happen, human migration is much deeper than that. Crossing national borders most often includes overcoming personal boundaries within yourself and across cultures. That is why I started Why We Travel, to flip the paradigm behind the labels tourists, nomads, and expats with real stories from real people, using academic insight to better understand themselves, the world we live in, and ultimately unpack 
why we travel. Love this episode? Head over to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to join us next week for another amazing episode of Why We Travel.